Welcome to Soul and Soul. I'm Sang Lin here. Today we're sharing the last episode of the mental health series with Amber and Adehi. However, we will definitely continue to revisit this topic in the future as Koreans and Black Americans, as teachers and so on. So please stay tuned. Before we start, here is trigger warning. We talk a lot about hard topics like suicide, PTSD, trauma, etc. So please feel free to skip this episode if you don't feel comfortable. But do come back for the upcoming episodes. This is what I wanted to say. This is something I learned in counseling. So I I told y'all earlier in the call that like I started revisiting my early childhood very later, like later on in counseling. And it helped me realize a lot of things. So my counselor sat me down and she asked me um, about my childhood and she asked me like, you know, how it was growing up and like when I found a change with my parents. And I told her it was around the time when I was like five years old because I used to have a prosthesis, which is just like a like a fake arm. Mm-hmm. It was my electric, so I used to open and close. And so I went to the hospital to get a new one and they made me one that could only hold a jump rope so it didn't move. And I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this if I'm not jump roping? That's stupid. <laughs> like, so my parents asked me if I wanted to like learn to live without it or if I wanted to go back and get another one. And I was like, well, I'll just live without it. And so I've been living without it ever since. But mm-hmm. ever since that day, that's when the difference happened. So it was like my parents, they didn't know I was going to be born this way. I came out this way and it was a big adjustment for them. And so I think what happened was they thought that I was going to need them, but I'm so independent that I don't need them in the ways that they thought. And so, but that's an insecurity for them. Mm-hmm. And that's something I had to realize in counseling. Mm-hmm. And like, and I hear it in my interactions with them. And so something that they would say all the time is like, oh, you think you're so smart. You think you're so independent. You want to do things by yourself. And so my counselor was like, do you understand that all those things that they're saying about you are positive things that they're trying to paint in a negative light because they can't acknowledge something else, which might very well be their insecurity and their like, unresolved feelings with you being born an amputee mm-hmm. and I was like dang I didn't really think about that and I was like so this whole time I've been thinking I'm like such a difficult person and all these things that are positive about me are negative and they're not it's just that my family can't acknowledge that they have a problem with not being a part of my process and that, then I was able to bring it back to my mom and have a conversation about that so how the conversation go um, it was really weird at first. It was some things that were said that hurt my feelings. Um, like I remember talking to my mom and my sister and my mom was like, you know, I just feel like when you were born, it was such a traumatic experience for me because I wasn't expecting to have a child with one arm. And I was like, traumatic, like 9-11 was traumatic, like <laughs> PTSD, like, you know, cause I didn't know, you know, what, like trauma was just such an extreme thing for me. And I'm like, Dang, having me come here in this body, because the whole time they raised me, they treated me normal. Yeah. So I'm like, she was like, I was really depressed. And like my aunt was trying to give me her arm for a minute. And it was just like, really, like they wanted me to be normal. And I'm like, I can't really understand that because I've always been this way. And they've always made me feel like I was normal. So like to hear them like actually acknowledge that they didn't think I was normal, it hurt my feelings at first. But then I was just like, well, how would I feel? Like if I had two hands, I probably wouldn't know what the fuck was going on either. So I probably would be just like them. So it made me have empathy for them. And I was just like, well, I can kind of understand that. And my mom was still young. She was like, what, 27 when she had me? And so it's, you know, it's just like, I'm 28 now. So thinking about like the maturity levels that were there and like the processing. And I'm 28 with counseling. Yeah. She's (laughs) with traveling to different states, with going to school out of state. My mom didn't have that. So like, 
being able to have empathy for her and like see where she was coming from, I was just glad she could be that vulnerable with me. And I had to work through those feelings because those are my feelings I had to work through. I can't put that on her. Yeah, I think what what you said just made me think of something that like, I forget who told me this, but someone told me this when I was really upset with how my mom was dealing with my queerness. Um, and they were like, right, wrong, and different you got to give her the space to grieve the idea that you're going to have a much more difficult life than she thought you were. Yeah. Um, you really just need to give her the space to grieve the daughter she thought she was going to have. Like, and maybe yeah. that's wrong of her to be grieving, but that's her feelings and her feelings are valid. Yeah. You have to give her that space to grieve for who she wanted you to be and then let her accept you as who you are. And that's, that's yeah. what happened with my mom. Like my mom went from like, saying that crap about religious the religious freedom act yeah. to like now asking me and ha- making me give her updates about my love life you know like yeah wow. she wants to be a part of it right it just takes time and she needed to realize that like nothing really changed right like nothing yeah. dramatic changed it's just that mm-hmm. now my life is gonna look different and instead of like her picturing my wedding day with a dude there's gonna be a hot woman there instead and, and it's like she better be hot jesse because if she not i'm gonna talk about you i'm not even gonna lie Hold me accountable because I ain't trying to bring. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Uh, but like, it, the, the, I really, it really took me a while to like kind of grapple with that idea because I was just in my feelings and I'm just like, my mom should support me unconditionally. Right? Yeah. And she's my mama. Yeah. And I really had to learn to like separate that because she didn't stop supporting me unconditionally. She just had to figure out how to do it now that there was new information. Yeah. People need time for adjustment. Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned. It's just like, Mm -hmm. but I I also learned that I'm even more grateful. Like I don't need it to be perfect. I'm Mm -hmm. glad that we can grow and like learn each other through these new experiences because my relationship with my mom, especially my parents, but also like with my mom, for real, for real, (laughs) my grandma, it was like, it was definitely a process. So, but I'm so much more grateful for like the intimacy that we have now because we would, we might've never gotten here if we didn't go through all that bad stuff, you know, and then work through it, you know, but it takes life too, because I feel like it took me having my son and having my mom see me nurture my son in ways that she felt like she could never do. Mm-hmm. But she just told me, I'm just not a nurturing mom. I wasn't nurtured. And I'm just not going to do that. And like, that's not really a thing. Like, and she opened up, she was just like, when I saw mom saying like, you know, I love you, baby, and kissing their kids, I thought that was fake. Like, I just never thought it was real. So that's why I couldn't do it for you. And then I talked to my grandma when we got really, really cool, you know, and she was just like, I just never showed your mom affection. She's like, and I got it growing up, but I don't know why I didn't do that for your mom or your aunt. I just didn't feel like I needed to do it. And so it was like real conversations. And so once I know, like, I was just my whole life, like, dang, I wish I had a nurturing mom. Like, I really wish she was there for me. But then I realized, like, how could she be? She didn't know how. Yeah. You know, like, you can only do what you know. And so now I feel mm-hmm. like she's learning from me and she's like doing it with my son. And I don't care, like, that I didn't get that experience. I get to have this experience and grow with her now. And that means so much more, more to me because we're still living. I just want to feel it. Honestly. <laughs> you know? Unless your parents did something like super, super abusive and things like that, we gotta mm-hmm. we gotta forgive them for the mistakes because they're humans. And now as adults we know that 
it's very easy to make a mistake, especially when yeah. you, you've never done shit, like ever. Mm-hmm. Right? There's room for redemption if you can really be held accountable and if you change your ways to yep. do better. That's how it is with me. I don't care about the past. I used to tell my mom that all the time. Let's start over. Let's start over. Let's start over. And we still can in the future if we need to. As long as I can hold you accountable and you don't do the same bullshit. Like, stop. Mm. Yep. But she's I'm not there yet. <laughs> I will be, but I'm not there yet. Well, take your time. Yeah. I feel like from what I know about your relationship with your mom, it's, it's more, there's less, like, you had to be more of a parent at uh, like at this point i feel like sometimes yeah. i'm parenting my parents because they're getting older mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. the me- the medical issues and stuff like that mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. doing that since you came to america you know what i mean <laughs> like you've been having mm-hmm. their parent while they parent you and that's just a very different dynamic i feel like yeah that's why I wanted like Asian uh, counselor, <laughs> but couldn't find. I understand because that's so yeah. specific. Yeah. And yeah. then like even like hearing about your Im- your experience as an immigrant, like mm-hmm. I'm just like I never even thought about that. Yeah. Like, like I oh mean, of course, my mom did all the adult things, but still, like I had to go to like uh, social security or like DMV or like. Do yeah. insurance, apply for stuff, and I I was there to like, you know, translate everything, and like literally, I knew all the finances, like everything about my house, and whatever they were going through, I was going through it too. I was like the third parent of the family, you know. Yeah, I couldn't even imagine. Like, I know sometimes you had to communicate bad news back to them, and like, mm-hmm. you don't want to do that, like, and then they <laughs> know it. Like, uh, and then you're just a messenger and then you have to go home and like manage their emotions and stuff yeah. like that. And they're not really mad at you because you just, but you're just right. there. So you have to right. deal with it. And right. It's just a lot. Yeah. And then I feel like they grew too dependent on me mm-hmm. that now they're just like, they have no idea how to live their life really. So I think like me moving out was the best decision because they're now slowly learning how to <laughs> and you get your so things- <laughs> yeah yeah i'm glad that you took my advice three years later mm. yeah <laughs> you're gonna be good at guilting you got that mama <laughs> and you already I'm glad you took my advice three years later <laughs> i've been telling her for like the last three years yeah your mental health yeah. will improve once you leave this house your mental health yeah. will improve. I improve. know. Don't, don't tell her about the three years. Leave that part of the end. That's what I'm saying. That's the petty. Passive aggressive. One of my friends came to me and she was like, you know what? She had just, she's getting out of a very long, tumultuous relationship. And she's like, one thing I really appreciate you or appreciate about you is like, you always speak life into me. And even if you know I need to do something, like you give me the space to do it. And once I finally do it, you don't make me feel bad for the time mm-hmm. that I took to do it. And it took a long time, but I don't care because you made it out. And some people don't make it, you know? So listen, make that's why I can't see a counselor. <laughs> I'm not there yet. Because I'm going I'm to tell you. I like the transparency. <laughs> I'm going to be like. See, I'm going to be a counselor. I'm going to be like, bitch, I told you that. like and i don't mean it in like a judgmental way but just like like bitch i told you that 
Like, <laughs> I'm talking about this. Like that's what I, mean. yeah. I know what you mean. No, I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. And I had those moments too, but I just don't stay them because it's none of my business. Let me tell you something. It's none of my business how long it takes. <laughs> and I had to just like remove myself because I'm like, dang, like I did say that. I just started removing myself from it because I can't care about it more than you care about it. So mm-hmm. I'm just gonna back up. Yeah, we we spent a lot of time. I think maybe last episode or episode before talking about that shit. Just like, yeah, I can't. I can't make it happen for you like shit I basically I've decided that for my own mental health like would I have to repeat very like obvious advice that like you just don't want to hear it because you're not ready to then I'm gonna just have to that's exactly what it is I'm just gonna have to be like (laughs) because like (laughs) I can't do it otherwise because it bugs me I'm just like why the fuck are we still talking about it bugs me so you know what else bugs me it's like if I but I got over it if I say something and then my friend will come back and she would say exactly what I said verbatim from somebody else and be like, you know what I heard today? And it'll be the day after I said it. You know what I heard today that really changed my life? This And I'm just like, I don't give a fuck where it came from. But if it's a word and it's said on your spirit today, even though I already said it, I don't care. As long as you heard it from whoever you need to hear it from. I think sometimes people, like you're too close to the situation. You're already in safe space. So they, they can't take it from you. But if somebody who's an outlier comes in, somebody who's not around them all the time, yeah. they come in and they say the same shit as you. It's like, oh my gosh, this person needs me even here all the time to hear my bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, guess, I guess it's hard for me because like I I do take your guys' advice. Like either I do or I don't. I'm like, oh yeah, that's pretty, yeah, okay. Or I'm like, mm-hmm. they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I'm gonna keep going. But like, I, I think it's very rare that I take advice much later. Right, like either I'm like, yes, that's pretty good. I'm gonna use that. Like you're right. It might take mm-hmm. me a day or two, but I'm like, all right, you're right. That was fucking stupid. But like the only time I have to do that is like when my friends like, and you like him, and you sound like you in love. This and that. I'm like, my job business. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, I'm like, you're right. I still tell them that they're right. I acknowledge it. I'm yeah, like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, like I, I, acknowledge it. I feel like sometimes it might take like. Both of you read me often. And so sometimes I'll be like, oh, yeah. No. Nah. And then like, all right. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to bullshit me. If I wanted somebody to lie to me, I would have called one of these men. I'm not going to talk to you on the phone. <laughs> that's what I think is most beneficial for my mental health. I realize, one, I cannot have friends who are yes men. And I cannot be a yes man. Right. Like I can't just be like just watching a dumpster fire and be like, oh yeah, you're right, girl. Can't do that. But I can't all- I love. And I can't have someone who would do that too for me, like being like, Yeah, that's a good that thing. That means y'all don't y'all aren't friends. Just like you said, y'all aren't friends if you're doing that. Because who wants to see their friend like go down in flames? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I feel like I've lost a lot of friends and not really been able to say that why, that reason why, where I'm just like yeah, like for my mental health and sanity, I need someone to like validate me when I'm right sometimes, but also just like tell me when I'm fucking wrong because like I'm going to be wrong. <laughs> like, yeah, we have a lot of discussions like that, but also don't judge me when I'm wrong. And I don't feel like I judge you. I'll tell you now, you can't say that. <laughs> don't do that. But I, no, you can't be judgmental either. That's another thing. Yeah. No, you I'm trying to figure this shit out. You definitely don't judge me. I come with you some crazy ass shit. Yeah, you come with me. You, girl, you can tell. <laughs> just don't tell me nothing that, girl. I, we would have to get married. We would just have to get married because I would not testify against you in the court of law. Don't tell me anything. <laughs> 
Be serious and for real, please. No, no. I, I think <laughs> the last time I got into a fight with one of my brothers, I was like, I was in it. Like, I was like, fuck this nigga. And you were like, listen. I said, okay, okay, okay. Disrespecting me. You said, fuck that. Don't give him any empathy. He don't deserve it. And I said, okay, I hear what you're saying. But he just got out of jail, Jesse. He's been in 20 years, Jesse. He don't know how to be a person. And then he was really nice in the message. I said, okay, it might be some bullshit. Like, you shouldn't have to do these emotional work. But y'all having two different conversations at one time. And that's somebody who can lay eyes on it. Was it different? Hmm? Did it turn out being different than what you thought? Because you was like, still fuck him. No, I was right, girl. <laughs> like, fuck yeah. him. I was right. I did tell you you know better in the situation. Yep. So I'm like, listen, I'm just here to give you the perspective that you came for, but you still might know better than me. Listen, so. and, and that's kind of what I appreciate. That's what I need from a friend. That's what helps yeah. me with my mental health. Is like You're when, smart. When like someone's like, yeah, like, I don't know. That's a little sus. And you did make me stop and think about it. And I sat there and I was like, damn am i being harsh and then like after like a couple hours i was like fuck no i'm not like dude yeah you told me the rest of the situation i say you're actually you're right yeah like what you built his room yeah so it's just like things like that i think do oof oof i just went back there again and don't go don't go back there this is why i'm gonna help you find a counselor tomorrow because <laughs> I, I really i really see if i gotta talk to my counselor i got stuff like homework i'm supposed to do so i, I don't have to be ashamed in counseling <laughs> why my counselor never give me homework girl i gave myself homework i said listen i'm procrastinating for the first time in my life and this is why and she's like you do a lot of work on your own i'm like yeah girl that's what keeps happening with with my counselors. They're like, "Yo, I see that you understand the situation," but I was like, "That's not what I'm here for." Like, I knew I was right. Like, I don't need you to be like, "Yeah, that's fucked up." Like, I need you to be like, "Here's how you handle it." Mm, yeah, oh, I got a meeting tomorrow. I don't have a I don't have a counseling tomorrow. Did I have counseling last week? Yeah, I did. Okay, I don't have wait. Okay, I have it on the 15th. <laughs> Good, I got a little time to procrastinate. Some. <laughs> tell her to get me a Just counselor. Kidding. Tell her. You said what? Tell her to get me a counselor. Yeah, I'm gonna talk to her. I already I send people her way all the time. She's really great uh-huh. though. But um, I'll see if she does better help. But she usually does like a lot of stuff like that. So fingers crossed. But she's completely virtual now anyway, like telehealth. So maybe we can talk about like your insurance because with my insurance, I have like United Healthcare, it was $25. And then I had um, Aetna and it was, well, I don't know. Aetna, I have very good insurance with Aetna. So sometimes it's free, sometimes it's $25. I feel like ours was not that expensive out of pocket. It was like $15 copay or something like that. The mm-hmm. issue is is that they didn't have that many therapists on the network. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So it's not necessarily that it's expensive. It's just like. That's why it's not expensive. They don't have shit. Because like <laughs> I, I looked through it. I spent literally, it was like two years ago and I definitely needed to talk to someone. And because it was around that time where I found out, you know, that my roommate was a fucking rapist. And so I was like. Ooh, I need to talk to somebody about this. How do you deal with that? Like, how do you, you know, like, mm-hmm. I was like, how how do you deal with that, right? So I was like, let me go find someone. And I looked for like 
two, three days just going through. And I was like, why are there no black women in Brooklyn who I can go to on this insurance? I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, I'm not going to fucking the Bronx to go see a therapist. I know myself. I will convince myself not to go see this bitch. Like, <laughs> she needs to be in Brooklyn, maybe Queens, right? And it was just, like, a lot. Um, yeah. I think therapy just needs to be. I did use therapy for black girls, but it was a lot of the people on there was were not covered by our insurance, which was shitty. And I did, mm-hmm. I did not make enough money to pay for it out of pocket at the time. Of course not. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna talk to my counselor. Um, I can email. I, I can give you her email. Yeah, I mean, if you wanna, I'll text it to you so you can have it, and then you can talk to her and like just ask her, tell her that I look for her from some help. Bless you. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, that's. Whew. I I still just got stuck back at how pissed I was. In that argument. Uh 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 uh, because I gotta go soon. I know. I'm coming back. I just, just like there for a moment. Do we have any more questions? Yes, we got one more. The last one. Yeah. Uh, I'll send this to you right now before I forget. Nice. Thank you. You're welcome. That came fast. (laughs) Interwebs. So what do you wish was different about mental health in your community or culture? I wish that everybody did it. I wish it was mm-hmm. as popular as, you know, I wish it went viral. That's what I want. I wish, I just, I just wish that everybody took the time. And I do wish that, that, that everybody could find a counselor like within their culture who could understand where they're coming from because I feel like you need to feel validated from someone who you know can understand where you're coming from at least because mm-hmm. it's different you know what I mean like, it's totally different even if it was somebody who like is just as close to you as possible mm-hmm. like, I just wish that everybody had a chance to feel heard in the ways that they needed to so that they wouldn't have to like take out their frustrations and their trauma on other people because I'm tired of unpacking stuff, honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. What happened then? I'm tired of being a bigger person. I want to cut y'all out, honestly. And I can't do that <laughs> because it's not good for my spirit. So I just wish y'all would go to counseling so we could just all be copacetic. Like I'm I'm tired of having to be the only empathetic person because it's so it's just very emotionally draining sometimes to be an empath and like to be around so many people who try to act like you're soft but really they're fragile (laughs) like i'm stronger than you i'm i'm working through this stuff i'm you know i'm in the trenches for real and you just like don't even know where you are yeah so wow i wish that first of all asian parents need to accept the fact that psychology is real science it's not something fake i didn't make it up it's not a science (laughs) no it's a legit career people can be very successful you can make money off of it so that i can have some asian counselors in my better help (laughs) but also just normalize it a little more yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's kind of where I'm coming in right with you guys because, like, I need that stigma to go away. Yeah. Like, I just need people to 
go see a therapist or a counselor the same way you would go see a, a doctor for a health oh, aid. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like if there's something that's wrong or even before, go get a fucking physical, go get a checkup, right? Like, you know, they won't do that. I want, you need to want them to go see like who they want to slide on in the middle of the night. I want you to go see them like you're going to see your boo, okay? I want you to go see them like you go see your barber, like you go see your weed man. I want you to go see them because they're not going to the doctor either. Yeah. They're not doing it. That is true. You're right. Go go to see a counselor like you see your weed man because you know you go see them once every two weeks, once every week, and that's what that's the schedule. That's the schedule. You and have. you can and you might spend the same what you spend on a counseling appointment. And you that's can, true. And you can do both. You will you will smoke less weed if you go to counseling. That's true. We'll smoke less if you go to counseling. You know you'll be less stressed out. Probably. 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 Right. Probably. Or you'll get a prescription. Boom. I definitely get better stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I definitely just want there not to be any shame in our community about mm-hmm. asking for help in general, but it's mm-hmm. in particular when we're talking about mental health. I think there's a lot of shame when anyone asks for any kind of help in our community. Yeah. But like I, I need the shame about mental health to really just like exit stage left because mm-hmm. there's there's no way that we as a community can heal in the way that we need to because we need to heal. You know, like the black community needs yeah. to fucking heal. Um, Definitely. And, and we need to heal with our own, like Pac is saying, like we, and what you're saying, like we need to heal with people that look like us because we're not going to the oppressor for healing. It's not going to work. Exactly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> work. And they're everywhere. So what, do y'all just want to pick our brains? You know what? Do they pick our brains just to go back to their little town hall meetings and be like, look, look, y'all, this is where to hit them. This is what they got going on. You you know you know how conspiracy <laughs> because like well we talked about <laughs> we talked about this in the shamanism episode like about people who um, white people who do like tarot card readings and crystals mm-hmm. and da, 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 da. and I said it then I'll say it now get your own shit together before you start counting <laughs> others right like white people should not yeah. be in mental health until they stop all the school shooters. Until they stop all the serial killers that rise out of their midst. Until they they stop all the white women who vote against their self interest. Like I was not, I was that's the first place I went. The people who stormed the Capitol. Fix okay. fix yourself. You know it's some psychologists who stormed the Capitol. You Think know it. That. You know it. Fix yourself, then you can fix others. You know that that um that quote that we heard when we were at Wesleyan. Put your mask on first. No, definitely. But I was talking about the one where they were like well, the only people who study psychology are people who are either crazy Uh-oh. themselves or someone who has a family member who's crazy. Well, if you're crazy yourself, stop studying psychology. Go see a counselor. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go into it yourself. <laughs> yep, yep. Go see a counselor. Yep. yep. All right, that's it for this episode. If you really enjoyed our conversation with Amber, please let us know on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook even voice message on our anchor um our social media handle is at underscore soul and soul that is at underscore s-o-u-l-a-n-d-s-e-o-u-l and if you still haven't please follow us on any of the major podcast apps